This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott, as always. And we've got a a guest host, Quill. (laughs) (laughs) Kate's Jack Russell Terrier. He just gave me the eye, like, why did you say my name? He's sitting on Kate's lap, so we'll call him a guest host for this podcast. And actually, in this podcast, we're talking about the cum. And it's probably a good idea he's sitting on Kate's lap because when he was younger, Kate had a challenge with the cum with him. So we went through all the cum tools and tricks and techniques to help him with his cum. And he's got a very nice cum now. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, we used about everything. Starting with food, that ever popular reward. So taking, making up a shaker. It's one of the first things. A shaker is just something, a container that's easy for you to carry. And you can put kibble in, something that sounds like food when you shake it. And uh, that's not the actual treat. The treat should be something extra, extra special. And we use the shaker as a marker and as a motivator. Primarily because people tend to, when they get frustrated, they don't say come nicely. And so the shaker and the food can make the word come exciting again. And the very sound of it alone. I love uh, introducing this idea in front of a class and then taking that shaker and shaking it and watching 16 dog heads go, whoop. <laughs> I mean, yep. that alone gets their attention, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which is the hardest thing. So once you've got their attention, then you give them a reward. You do that for a couple of days, do it about five times at a time. And just, they already think that's a wonderful sound if their head snaps around, and keep it going that way. I do break out extra special treats for the cum, because for me, the cum is a lot more important than the sit. I use the sit a lot. I want my dogs to behave, period. Well, but that cum is a lifesaver. Let's show our listeners <laughs> what the sound of the, the shaker is. Oops. So it's a little plastic container with the hard... Treats in it. Now you've or, got Quill's attention. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing magical about the shaker, nothing magical about the container. It's how you use it. So pair it up with the treat for a couple of days and then add another sound. The sound that will eventually take the place of the shaker, but for right now, pair them up. Shake, say come in a happy voice. Give your dog that extra special treat. Nobody's moving, nobody's doing anything. We're just saying, you think this is a wonderful association? Well, so is the word come when I say it. And then a couple of days of that. By this time, usually with my own dogs, when I try to pick up the shaker quietly, waiting to get ready to train, they're already zip at my feet going, oh, we're going to play that game? I love that game. Then I start adding motion into it. Let's put a note in there, though. If your dog already has a bad feeling about the word come, practice this on leash. If your dog thinks come means he's going to get in trouble or he's going to get thrown in his crate or you're leaving for work or any one of a number of other associations or if people have gotten frustrated and, and called him come, then 
Put him on leash while you're reteaching him so he doesn't dash away. Convince him it's a good sound. Yeah. Then by about day five, I start adding movement to this process. So I'll shake the shaker, call my puppy dog to come, and then back away from him. Just a few feet, a couple of steps. When he gets to me, I'm going to help him get into the sit position because I always want come to end up with the dog sitting in front of me. So start that way at the very beginning. And then I give him his really good treat. Again, shake, say come, back away from him, make him chase you, but always let him catch you. And then sit when he gets to you. I just remember this come, the word itself is always happy. Yeah. No matter what kind of mood you're in, you could fake it. We all can. Just as happy. Ice cream. Tone of voice. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I used. We didn't get the guys in our classes could do it. So. <laughs> Sometimes they giggle a little bit. They do. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly, but your dog's working for it. It's not silly. If somebody in class is practicing with a come, I'll sneak up behind him and say, "Are you mad at your dog?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to come near you with that voice. So think about it. Yep. Using that shaker, use it for a long time. If your dog is out in the back 40 and you don't have a leash on the puppy dog, if you yell come and they don't have to and there's something else more interesting. Well, yesterday's class, a woman said that her neighbor is a very nice person, but she needs to talk to her because her neighbor is giving her dog rides through the fence. Oh, no. At the very far end of her property. Oh, no. So if she calls her dog to come, he'll look at her and then look back at the neighbor and go, no, no, she's going to give me something. So the reward is better for him to stay there. So I told her not to use the word come in that situation because then he's learning he can blow off that sound. But to set him up, put on a long line. Get to know her neighbor. (laughs) Ask her to help train her dog by having her just come out and stand there. She calls come, use the leash to make sure the dog comes to her, give him lots of rewards, then walk him back to the neighbors and let her give him some more rewards. But after he has come to his owner. But supply the neighbor with healthy treats. Yes. Yeah, treats and <laughs> rides. Yeah. And as I told the student, I said, go ahead and lie, you have my permission, tell her that your dog is allergic to rawhide. And uh, here, here are some good treats you some can give my dog. Healthy go. treats. There you go. Yeah. And the the long line can be used in a variety of circumstances in teaching the come. I mean, you can set up a training situation with a long line. Especially with distractions. Knowing that our training field is not completely enclosed and that we let our dogs off leash and that my terrier would go crazy when seeing a bunny rabbit, I use a toy as a bunny rabbit. And then a long line on my terrier so I could teach him that even in the middle of chasing something wonderfully exciting, when I said, come, A, he had to do it, B, he was going to get a great big reward when he did do it. And C, he didn't have any, yeah, he didn't have any choice. That's A again. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. And then we can go back and chase the, quote, bunny rabbit again. But the come is always more fun and no choice than anything else going on. Then I had to add to it with him because he would go down into the creek bed. And at first I thought he was just ignoring my cums. Oh gosh, I got to put him back on the long line. I got to work on that for a while. Then one day I went down there to talk to him about it. And Liz was talking, yelling at me from up on the hill. And I realized I could not hear her. I don't know. The sound waves went across the top and don't go into the valley. Um. And just the 
rustle of the Amazing. trees and the tre- whatever. I could see her mouth moving, but I couldn't hear her. Right. And I thought, well, that's what's happening with Quill. He doesn't even know I'm calling him. Yes. So he I'm- knows he's being talked about. He's <laughs> snuggling to her. I'm good, Mom. I'm good. All <laughs> <Well>, the stories. <laughs> yeah. So I put on a remote collar so that I can push a button on it, and it makes a tone on the collar. So basically, he's carrying his loudspeaker with him. And then, on the long line... Well, first you taught him what the tone means. On the long line, I would tell him to come and hit the tone, and then use the long line and give him a big reward. So I taught him that the tone was the same thing as the shaker, was the same thing as come. It meant run to me, sit, and get a really, really good reward. And did it short distances, medium distances, long distances, did it with distractions going on until he was just as fast about turning around on the tone as he was on my voice. So now he gets more freedom, and when I bring out that uh, remote control collar, he just gets really, really bouncy because he knows he's going to have even more freedom than he would otherwise have. So another sound that I can use, you know, and a lot of people use whistles, uh, even the either mouth whistles or silent dog whistles. Or whistle whistles. Whistle whistles. <laughs> if you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking the mechanical ones. Oh, those, yeah. Like the PE teacher, the teacher whistles. Yeah. yeah. I think my neighbors might object to that on a regular basis. <laughs> no, but I've seen some field dog trainers use uh, those. Yeah. And then, of course, the herding dog trainers have a unique type of whistle. Oh, the Mechan- whistle thing. Yeah. Um, I have one of those. I played with it for a while. It's, it's a skill just to do that alone. Yeah. So there's all kinds of whistles. The your lips whistle, the silent dog whistle, the sheep herding dog whistle, the field dog whistle, uh, the PE teacher whistle. And really, they can all be taught in a similar fashion, the same as you taught the tone for from his collar. That association with returning to your owner is a wonderful thing. Whatever the signal is, mm-hmm. do it fast, do it joyfully, and get a good reward. And that brings up another point. Never, I don't care what the circumstances, never call your dog to come and then punish him. As a kid, I never understood the parable of the prodigal son. It wasn't fair. The one son had been good all the time. The other one went off. And then when he came back, they threw a party for him? <laughs> just wasn't fair but now teaching the come I understand you know you want them to come back that's a celebration no matter what they've done in the last 30 seconds or the last 30 years <laughs> well for people and then we teach another come combined with the weight command yeah we teach um, the weight is handy to have if you if you have a door dasher that's probably the most common one or dashing or, out the car or the car we see it here when people Oh my gosh, pull it for class. And also they're like, get my dog. And luckily the dogs like us. They always usually wait at the gate there. But teaching the wait at the door. So you open your car door and your dog doesn't automatically jump out. At home with garage doors or side gates or your front door, obviously being the most popular, we teach. Um, oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. <laughs> power 
of both the weight and the shaker. So I was okay. in a parking lot, and obviously they had not taught their dog to wait when they opened the car door because Got all out. of a sudden dogs running, running around, around the, the parking, parking lot. lot. There you go. People are grabbing for him. And he's just got this big smile on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, catch me. It's a big game. I jumped into my car, came out with my shaker. Because Mm -hmm. Kate carries everything with her. That's right. (laughs) Literally. And I brought out and a spare leash, which I put behind my back. And uh, I just started shaking. And I could just see that puppy dog's head come up and go, oh, oh. Wait, there's cookies somewhere. He tracked me down as I'm shaking, going, hi, pup, how are you? I didn't want to say come because everybody had been yelling come. And yeah. apparently he thought that meant run. run and play catch me if you can. Right. And probably right. run faster. But he came running over to my shaker. I was able to loop my catch leash over him. And when the folks showed up for him, I'm like, ah, here's my card. Yeah, I was going to ask if you gave him a card. <laughs> Let's teach the weight to prevent him from jumping down. And then oh, use that shaker to teach him a come. Even if he does. What did they say when they came over? They were real sheepish. They're like, okay, thanks. I don't even remember if they came to class. I think they might have been too embarrassed. But uh, I don't even know if they lived in the area for that matter. So wait, when you said wait in cars, it triggered that memory. It triggered that in the shaker. All right, let's take a break from our podcast to talk about our sponsor, Bissell. You know Bissell from the carpet shampooers, including the green machine. They have a bark bath, and they sent us one to try out. And we've tried it out on each of us has, well, I have two. Kate has two. Petra has more dogs. (laughs) Three. Four. Well, no, Lacey's not mine. Oh, (laughs) she lives in the house with you. (laughs) Four, Four dogs in the household. So we gave it a try. And on previous commercials, we've talked a little bit about our our experiences, but we were just talking about it on our next RV trip. We're going to take the bark bath with us. Yeah, because I had an opportunity (laughs) to give my curly-coated boy, my little cockatoo. He gives you lots of opportunities. Yes, he does. Lots of learning opportunities. Yes. Let's see, I was going to feed him his wet food, and he was so excited, and he leapt for wherever he was going, came up underneath the bowl, and knocked it. And so there was wet food everywhere. All over the inside of the RV, on Kate, on on him, and my dogs and I were sitting to one side just going, boys, stay here. (laughs) Don't get in the middle of that. (laughs) So it wasn't extremely cold weather i was able to use the outside hose to wash him off but you know it wasn't also baking hot it wouldn't and trying to give him a bath in the rv would have been quite a bit i mean we the bathroom's those... little well and basically the shower is another storage closet right right so that would have had to have been unpacked get him in there there's no way to do him in the sink and no. he's a small boy mm-hmm. yeah so i was just sitting here thinking that would be great to have in the rv Lord knows that when we're out camping, we might get a dog that's been skunked. No, 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 we won't. We will never, we will never have one that's skunked. All right, and all of the dogs that I've had, it's only been the one, Walter, who's ever been skunked. But still, it would have been nice to have had that at that time. He could ride home in the underneath storage. Uh But speaking of... That's even an if. (laughs) Yeah. 
speaking of, the bark bath would fit in the underneath and storage. And it would be so much easier for whatever size dog. I mean, yes. Walter would fit in the shower if it was open, but it would be a pain to be in there, and it would be bad on my back. But for a large dog living in an RV? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It couldn't do it. So that would be a great thing for them to have. Yeah. Yes. Could set up really one of our folding tables, idea. hook it up, yeah. plug it in, yeah. and uh, use the bark bath right there. Yeah. Okay, so all you RV owners, this is really something to consider because as soon as Kate said it, both Petra and I went, oh. oh yeah, like, great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Yeah. You're traveling, you don't even know where the nearest groomer or do-it-yourself dog wash is. So right. Have that capability yourself. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. I, great. I think before our next trip, we will pop it underneath. Definitely. Some other people who have used the, the bark bath, those who take their dogs to the groomer on a regular basis have said that using the bark bath allows them to stretch the time between grooming. Mm-hmm. And that's a great idea Especially also. with a big dog. And it's, you know, it's proportional. It's not cheap to uh, even just a bath, bath and dry yeah. on a big dog. Well, one of Kindred Spirit's trainers has two big doodles. Yeah. Uh, one's 70-some pounds and one's 90-some pounds. So that's a lot of dog. That's a yeah. lot of dog, and that's not, as you said, that's not inexpensive grooming. So but a little more time in between professional grooming is welcome. Yeah. While still having a nice smelling dog and a nice in smelling house and a nice smelling car. Yeah. <laughs> in between, right? Or a nice smelling RV. Yeah. Right. Or if you have a dog that doesn't like the bathtub. Or shower because right. it's conf- it's just probably too confined. It freaks or the, the dog slippery out, floor, or it'd be too slippery. Yeah. The noise in there. It, who yeah. knows? One user so said that she has an an older dog mm-hmm. who feels unsteady in the bathtub. So you can do this <laughs> in your kitchen, on the floor, in your living room, outside, wherever. Yeah. And I'm sure it's been going around forever. But somebody sent me on Facebook a compilation of people trying to get their dogs into the bathtubs. You know, the Great Danes and the Shepherds or even the Husky that kept running under the bed and howling. All four feet spread. (laughs) you know, why go through that hassle? Yeah. Yeah. If they don't like the sound of the vacuum, they have a great instructional tip book on how to help them and learn to enjoy it. Right. Page four of the instruction book. Right. Unless they've changed the instruction book. But in our instruction book, it's on page four. And it's instructions... If they had asked us as dog trainers to write it, it's what we would have written. So very good instructions. All right. Well, if you think this sounds like it might work for you, if you have an RV and a dog. Um, <laughs> or a car and, an R- and a dog or a house and a dog. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the, the uh, people traveling shows? Oh, dog shows. Dog shows. Whoa. The majority of them have RVs. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Tip top condition. For dog show people, this would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, visit bissell.com slash doggy dog. You can learn more about the machine. And if you decide to order one, put in the coupon code doggy dog as one word. And Bissell will be kind enough to send you two bottles of their no rinse shampoo. And it's lovely. I know all three of us like the smell of it. So that's Bissell.com backslash doggy dog and put on in the coupon code doggy dog as one word. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. 
Hey, cat people, litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with world's best cat litter. The litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's best cat litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find world's best cat litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Listeners, I'd love to introduce you to PetPlate.com. They deliver freshly cooked human-grade dog food right to your door. I'm talking about dog food that is so high quality that even us humans could technically eat it. I've been feeding Pet Plate to my pup for the last two weeks, and it's perfect for my picky pup and perfect for me since I'm so busy. So if you want something super healthy, really tasty, and ready to serve, go to PetPlate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. Once again, that's PetPlate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. P-E-T-P-L-A-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. In this podcast, we're talking about the cum. So in class when we teach it, we actually, again, everything we do here is on a leash or a long line. So we do, we use it as I explained, it's like a temporary hold, the weight is, so they know there's something. We don't, we like to make it very clear that stay and wait are different. Stay, you just pretty much, the dog remains where they're at. You should be able to go to the next room, turn around, come back, and the dog is still where you left them. Eventually. Yeah, (laughs) your goal. But the weight is just a temporary hold because there'll be something happening afterwards. Whether you can tell them wait and the come, or sometimes I use wait and then load up so they can get in the truck, whatever you like, but it's temporary. So again, with the come, we have them do a sit wait, we got to the end of our leash, and that back up and call to come in that happy, joyous, loving tone. <laughs> <laughs> loving, not mad. Not upset. And then again, same thing like Kate was explaining. Dog gets to you, they sit, then they get their reward. And just for reasoning why we want them to sit, multiple reasons. One, if they come to you and sit, they don't come to you and jump on you. If they come to you and sit, they don't come grab the treat and keep on going. If they come to you and sit, they're not playing keep away out in front of you like that stray dog was doing with other people. So... Come and sit. I like to explain it to a class as, come to me and set a spell. And I'll give you a treat and we'll do something different or do something else. But come and sit. So last week I was doing a private training at someone's home with their teenage, adolescent Australian Shepherd. She's a lovely dog, but she's way too smart. 
So she has reached that stage. She knows what come means. Mm -hmm. And uh, her mom would call her to come, and she would run and stop about three feet away. Oh. And sit very pretty. (laughs) And mom was reaching out and giving her her reward because she came. And she sat. (laughs) And I explained to her, I said, well, she's offering a compromise. She's offering her own little flair on the come. And you can just barely reach her nose with that treat. So you certainly can't click Alicia on there. Can't grab her collar, can you? So I said, just, you know, just smile at her and keep holding the treat with your hand touching your own leg. Don't pull it out at all. And just keep backing away from her. And the the look on the puppy dog's face was, what? Wait a minute, where are you going? What's happening? That's not what you're supposed to do. She's slowly backing up. The dog is going, "But, but, but I want that treat. I want that treat. And then finally got close enough. I said, okay, now touch her collar. Put a few fingers on it. Now give her the treat. Oh, good girl. Do it again. (laughs) And that, by the way, is an exercise we teach too. We teach in the puppy classes that you can can touch the puppy's collar. We call it a collar grab, although we're not really grabbing, we're touching. But treat in front of the puppy's nose, touch that collar, wiggle it all around, praise them, treats in the mouth. Tell them how wonderful they are for letting people touch that collar. And it's another fun, tasty thing to do. So, of course, you want your collar touched. Come on in. Yeah, touch me, touch me. That's great. I, for a while there, I was playing with my boys, too. I would take off their collar and then hold it out. So oh, mine stuffed their nose right through it. And as soon as they did, they got a reward for that. I even played a game with it holding out both collars. And they would put their noses through the correct collar. Bones came up, went sniff, 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 sniff. Okay, this one's mine. Hero would come up, sniff, 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 sniff. Okay, this one's mine. It was, it's like their clothes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Neither one of them liked to be naked. Yep. Dobby has clothes. Dobby has clothes. (laughs) Oh, so anyway, we interrupted the wait come, (laughs) Patriot. Go ahead. to be sure your puppy dog understands and that you understand as the trainer I switch off I have my classes switch off between wait and stay yes and in classes I kind of do I, same thing but it's like when we teach the wait come is obviously sit wait go out to end your release back up call your dog have your dog sit then we'll do the same thing okay is your dog thinking and then we'll have them um, in this case I'll have them physically laid down so it's just a different position and I think just so the dog and the owner kind of understand so they don't confuse the two when they're learning all this and then we have them do a down stay afterwards but eventually what's nice like with all our dogs they do know the difference you can just read the body language you ask a dog to wait and they're just watching you their whole body's alert like okay any moment now something's gonna happen you're gonna call me you're gonna tell me to do something and then uh, you tell them to stay they relax their ears relax, their eyes relax, the whole body relaxes. Okay, going to be here for a bit. It's giving the dog an nice. expectation of what is going to happen next, mm-hmm. of what's going to happen, what you're going to ask him to do. And that's nice. I swear sometimes we say stay and the look on the dogs is like they just went into a trance. We've just hypnotized them. And they're in a trance. <sighs> I, I can, don't have to think for a while. I can relax yeah. now. Yeah, because they know nothing's going to happen until we've come back to them. Right, right. And we do that, too. If we were teaching something new, how many times have we said, okay, you know what, let's do a sit, stay, or down, stay, and let them just soak in what we just taught them. 
you know, and you see the dog's like, ooh, that hurt my brain. How <laughs> <laughs> they lay there. Oh, gosh, I needed a break. <laughs> Some owners, too. Oh, good, we can both stand here for a moment. <laughs> Actually, there's another fun game. So this involves having two kinds of treats. One... Yeah, basic kibble, something they're interested in, and maybe some cheese or hot dogs or chicken, something outstanding. So I'll go down to the hall, and I'll stand at one end with my dog, and I'll toss the piece of kibble out down the hall. Yeah, go get it. He runs down there. I let him run down and eat it, and then when he looks at me, I go, come. And when he runs back to me, he gets this extra special treat. Usually about the fifth time I throw that piece of kibble out there, you can see it all snap into place, and the puppy dog runs, <laughs> snatches up that kibble, and is eating it on the way back <laughs> so they can get that thing. better treat. Okay, so I, they I have an admission to make. I taught my cat, Kirk, how to do that. There you go. <laughs> Only with him, I used the kibble down the hallway and then a catnip toy back with me. So I would throw the kibble. Dog's outside, of course. Throw the kibble. He'd go sliding down the hall. I have tile floors. Grab the kibble. I don't think he even really wanted the kibble. It was more the chase of it. And then I'd have the catnip toy and Kirk, come, good, good kitten. Yeah, good, 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 good. He'd come back. I'd toss the catnip toy in the air. He'd catch it, bat it around. Then he'd stop. I'd grab the catnip toy, throw the kibble, and <laughs> it was a wonderful game. And now he comes not as reliably as the dogs. The dogs are 100% when I call him to come. He's at least 90. Yeah. It, unless he's sound asleep. If he's sound asleep out on the catio, then it may be Leave slow. A message. Yeah, <laughs> it, it may be slow. It, it may be a minute or two before I hear the cat flap and him coming down the hallway. What? <laughs> Which brings up the part that every now and then we get a puppy dog who just doesn't care that much about food. Yes. Mm -hmm. So two ways. You can either restrict their food to working for you. Which is very hard for many owners to do. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, but it does usually create more incentive. Mm -hmm. um, hunger, what they say, hunger is the best spice for your food. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of dogs, like, it seems to be more German Shepherds. That was what was in my mind. I was waiting for you to finish your thought. Yeah. yeah. German Shepherds, we often use tennis balls because that's often... A higher drive for them than food. So two toys. One to toss and then to bring back and then the other one to toss in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And just the the act of going after something and bringing it back is the reward for them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the, the running is the reward for them. Uh, yeah. If you've got a husky, play back and forth down the hallway like Kate mentioned and especially if you've got a long hallway because Huskies or the sighthounds or a few other breeds absolutely love that run. So if they get a chance to dash and then get praise and reward from you and, and maybe a treat or maybe a toy, that run is also a reward. That's the heart of most dog training is finding out what is the, quote, reward for your dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, eventually we want it to be verbal praise, petting, but to get there, you may have to find other rewards. Mm -hmm. Now we get one other comment slash question slash complaint from some some students, and that is when the dog will come to mom or dad, but not the kids. 
There's a game you can play with that. Yeah, using that long line. and Well, I had a family with what, six kids, mom and dad, golden retriever. So I took the long line and put a bean bag on the handle in. Everybody had a pocket of good treats, got in a circle with a dog in the middle. Whoever had the bean bag could call the dog to come, use the long line to make sure they did it, give them treat, toss the bean bag to another family member. And hold the dog while you toss the bean bag. Right. Because the dogs <laughs> figure out the game. So dogs with whoever called him the first time, sweetie pie sit, and you hold on to him, then toss that bean bag. Yeah, and the dog was having a blast, and it was a great way to exercise the dog. <laughs> and work on the sit right. and the come. Uh-huh. And he learned to joyfully come to the kids as well. And the kids got to have some respect for him coming. Mm-hmm. And the kids, through the practice, learned how to call him correctly. Yeah. And not the, here, over here, get over here, sort of thing. So there's a lot of different ways to work on the come. I hope we gave you some ideas. One, I, mean, I think really bottom line is keep it a game. Make it a game. Make it a game. Make it fun. You're laughing. Your tone is positive. It's fun. And your dog will succeed. Use a shaker. We have some people come to class or that contact us after podcasts or from my books because I have the, the shaker in my books too. And it's like, oh, the shaker? I don't want my dog to come when I've got that thing in my pocket. But you know what? We use a lot of training tools. You use a shaker, you use treats, you use toys, you use a leash, you use a long line. Depending on the circumstance, there's a lot of training tools. But keep in mind the definition of that shaker is making the word come exciting and that that sound equals a really good treat in the dog's mind. So you can see the importance of it. So teaching the come with the shaker and good treats, teaching the come on leash, teaching the come with the weight come, teaching it with long line. If you have a dog like Quill and he might get out of sound distance or because of positioning, the electronic collar that makes a tone. Now we're not talking to you about getting one and, and electrocute him, just the tone. And then some come games. You know, tossing the beanbag back and forth, having fun with it, being imaginative, and don't call your dog to come and punish him. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Punishment on the punishment doesn't work, and punishment, especially with the come, doesn't work. If you're on the path of having some success, well, that's not Yeah. Yeah. So keep it positive. All right. Well, that's it for this podcast. Look for us for the one coming up. Bye-bye. Take care. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.